0: Hey guys, welcome to The Ashley Hand Show. I'm your host, Ashley Hanawacker, an online branding and marketing strategist, author, speaker, and influencer. And I'm taking you behind the scenes with some of the most powerful, successful, influential entrepreneurs, CEOs, and leaders on this planet about all things business, marketing, and mindset. My mission is to educate and inspire you through sharing valuable insights, tangible tools and actionable strategies to help you amplify your business, your life, and your results so you can be the best version of you. If only you could wrap your head around the impact that this man, my guest today, Michael Strasner, has made not just in my life, but in my dad, my brother, my family's life, and my friends, and over 100,000 people on this planet. Michael is monumental at what he does. He is a master leader. He is an incredible personal development trainer, and he's been in this space coaching for over 30 years now. He has changed lives in his workshops, trainings, seminars. He is a keynote speaker all around the world. He's made such a profound difference. And truly, you guys, so many of my freaking breakthroughs have been because of Michael and how he has led me through to experiencing breakthroughs. So some of his clients include Fortune 500 companies, CEOs, presidents, professional athletes, entertainers, and his specialty, of course, entrepreneurs. And as an entrepreneur himself, Michael's created and invented several successful and profitable businesses. He has a true entrepreneurial spirit, which I really, really love about him. And he actually just opened up a training center in Massachusetts called the Boston Breakthrough Academy, and he's really excited about that. And that's actually his hometown. Uh, and he is also the author of two number one Amazon best selling books Living on the Skinny Branches and Mastering Leadership. Michael is truly one of the most powerful speakers and incredibly effective coaches that I have ever ever, ever, ever met. And I am so excited for you guys to meet him today. So without further ado, let's meet Michael Strasner. Michael, I am so excited to be sitting with you today because I mean, just our history, like you are one of the biggest catalysts from my personal transformation and growth. Thank you. And for hundreds of thousands of others, I feel like, right? (laughs) A lot of people. Yeah. (laughs) And I just remember like, Being that scared little girl in your training room and hiding. I was scared to death of cameras. I was scared to death to be on stage speaking. And now this is my platform.
1: I know. It's amazing.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Transformation is real. Yes. And you are a huge, like monumental part of that for me. So I just want to thank you first off and thank you for coming on the show.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me.
0: (laughs) Excited to be here. I know. Okay. And I'm so excited to talk about this with you because... I remember you talking about this in the training room and I, it hit me so hard. So the, the number one thing that, that held me back, so I'll speak from personal experience, was my fear of rejection and my mm-hmm. fear of judgment. I feel like it holds a lot of people back. Yes. So for those of you listening, if that's you, listen to this episode because we're gonna go right head on into this stuff. So Michael, let's talk a bit about rejection and why people get rejected, why people get judged and how that, like, how do you look at that? What, what would you say to people who are fear, whose fear is rejection and judgment?
1: Well, first of all, it's common. So it's definitely not something that is particular to a person. I think it's, it's a combination of things for, for a lot of us, we growing up and, and as children, what we, what we see is, is. Sometimes kids will take risks. Some sometimes kids will will act out and do things that are, let's say, not either normal or not uh, you know not what everybody else is doing. So they take a risk, and then then what happens is when you're young, I think everyone kind of laughs at it, and they think it's fun, and they think it's cool, and they think it's like. You know, playful, and and maybe they follow suit. Mm-hmm. And what happens as we get older is, uh, people start to get insecure with themselves, and they start comparing themselves to other people. And so, uh, someone takes a risk. Somebody says something. Somebody speaks up in class, or somebody somebody says, "I wanna, I wanna run for student council." And because of the insecurities of people and of kids as they get older, they become gossipy, they start judging, they make fun of someone, they get uncomfortable because people might be different, they might look different, they might, uh, you know, be awkward, you know, when like when we're, when we're like 10 years old, you could be 10 years old and be six feet tall, you'd be 10 years old and four feet, you know, six, and so there's all that awkwardness, Some some kids develop faster than others and so there's there's a lot of awkwardness and natural insecure comparison uh, and 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 judgment that we have uh, where we're comparing ourselves to our peers or our brothers or our sisters and then you have all the the components of your parents you know uh, I had an older brother and was constantly compared to my older brother and when you have parents that are critical or you have you have teachers that are critical or you have coaches that are critical mm-hmm. and it's not feedback it's criticism because those are not the same thing when people are critical or judgmental it shuts us down and when we get shut down we're afraid to risk we're afraid of rejection mm-hmm. and we hold back
0: mm-hmm. okay so really quick crit so being critical and feedback can you distinguish those for us
1: yeah when somebody's criticizing somebody, they there's a lack of love or care or compassion in the communication. Mm-hmm. So if I'm criticizing you, I could really end what I say, no matter what it is, with, oh, and by the way, I don't care about you at all. So that's the message that people get in criticism. Mm-hmm. If it's coaching or it's feedback, no matter how let's say honest it is or brutal it could feel or uncomfortable or painful the end of that message and communication is i'm saying this because i care about you i'm saying this because i love you i'm saying this because i want the best for you and unfortunately that's not the way a lot of us were were raised it's not the way it showed up you know maybe your parents or my parents meant to be let's say you know, loving or empowering or, or give us feedback that that empowers us. But what happens is a lot of times they're frustrated, they're overwhelmed. They don't know how to be parents. You know, most parents don't have any critical, uh, sorry, emotional intelligence experience. They don't have any, any tools to be effective in their communication. So they're doing the best they can. But the way that it shows up is criticism, judgment, shut down, making us wrong, and it's a, often a projection of their own experience or their lack of skill, lack of tools on how to be a parent. Mm, so.
0: I love that you said that because that's what I was going to say. It's, I feel that criticism is really us projecting our, really our own insecurities and our own judgments about ourselves too. Yep. So if someone's judging you on something, take a look at that and say, Hey, they're likely judging themselves on that very thing. Yep. You know? Yep, and yep. so, and so that having that compassion piece where if you, you know, if you're listening now and you felt criticized just know that that's a, a really a projection of that person's worldview, of that person's belief system, of that person's judgments about themselves, and probably what their parents judged them about or judged like them about. Hundred percent. And that's a powerful shift right there. Yeah. To think about.
1: Yeah, and also just to add, the uh, people don't have compassion with themselves, mm. so that criticism that we're talking about, the rejection. Mm. You know there's the overt rejection the let's say i'm attracted to somebody and i take a risk and i say hi or or further i'd like to get to know you i'd love to have a cup of coffee with you or would you like to go on a date i mean the risk gets elevated the more intimate or the more vulnerable Mm -hmm. that it may be it could be a job it could be uh, interviewing for a job it could be a date it could also be asking for money from someone to invest in a business mm-hmm. or or asking for a sale from a client especially if it's beyond what I've ever asked for before mm-hmm. there's always the fear of rejection mm-hmm. but what I want to say is that that rejection really begins with me rejecting myself and that's where the projection comes from
0: okay yes let's talk about yeah that. so me rejecting myself going yeah into that
1: well We're our own worst enemy. I mean, there's no one that could possibly make me feel worse about myself than I already do. And that's yeah. what we struggle with as human beings. It's almost like, it's almost like there's a blessing and a curse in being a human. You know, some of the blessings are we can we can create things, we can feel love and connection, and we can we can um, be entrepreneurs, and we can make a difference, and we can we can be so uh, amazing in, in the in the uh, breakthroughs that we can develop for each other. There's a lot of things but there's also a curse and that curse is we know we're human and we feel things, Mm -hmm. which means we feel pain. We feel sadness. We feel hurt. We feel loss. And when we feel those things, they last. That's the sad part is when we have those painful moments or painful experiences or, or sad or, 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 um, uh, you know, suffering type of experiences they last, and then they become part of how we make the choices in our life about what's next.
0: And and there's some. So when you say they last, what what came up for me? Yep, is we're we create meanings mm-hmm. about those events. Yep, and uh, we typically may make ourselves wrong and yep. we reject ourselves yep. so we we actually internalize yep. that event of someone else you know rejecting us putting us down and we th- like that's the dark side right yep. so there's light and dark to everything and so that's the the dark side and what i feel out no i used to do was i would resist that mm. and as we know we resist persists yep. and festers and grows yep. <laughs> so that i feel like is why so much of us, like so many of us have trouble shifting out of those funks, out of those dark periods, because we are resisting that part of ourselves, and we're not actually showing ourselves compassion in those moments.
1: Yeah, and we don't we don't let go of things, we don't get off of things. When we were kids, we used to get off of things, mm-hmm. but what happens is, as the brain develops, the brain becomes an information gathering device, and then it becomes not software but like hardware. Mm-hmm. So it's like in the hard drive. <laughs> so, the more I experience something and it's similar, so I just want to make sure I, I say this clearly. The more I experience something, let's say it's pain, and it's similar to previous experiences pain in a relationship, or rejection, or failure, or disappointment, mm-hmm. or anger, or guilt whatever it is the more I experience of those types of feelings, thoughts, and emotions, it becomes. Wired in the hard drive. So I wake up in the morning metaphorically. I put on my glasses Which is my 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 filter my vision how I see the world and how the world occurs to me When I put that on that's the filter. I'm seeing the world through so if I've been rejected by you know multiple relationships and I meet you and Let's say I'm attracted to you and I'm single and I'm available and I see you. I'm not seeing you for you. I'm seeing you through my filters of woman, possible relationship, probable rejection. Mm. So I'm already walking on eggshells. I'm already timid or what I'll also do is put on a front. Like I'll, I'll create this mask of pretending like I really don't care whether you like me or not, or I really don't give a shit whether or not you want to go out with me. I I just won't allow myself to care that much. So I'm not going to care until you prove to me you're not going to hurt me. Oh my gosh. Can you see that?
0: So good. Oh my God. (laughs) So good. Okay. So yes. And so then we create a loop. Yep. Like it's like a feedback loop for ourselves. Yes. Over and over and over because we're operating. Fr- that's our come from. Yes. So then we create rejection again yep. and again and again because we're not showing up authentically. We're not showing up vulnerably as ourselves. And then that's what's causing the rejection.
1: Yes. And because we won't let go of being right mm. about those interpretations, those meanings, those decisions that we made about things that happened in the past. So one way to see it is we're driving the car of our life through the rearview mirror. So it looks like we're going forward. It looks like we're going forward, but we're really not going forward. We're looking through the lens of our past beliefs, our past interpretations, what we decided about ourselves. So we then think we have an issue with someone else, but is it really an issue with someone else? Or is it who that person reminds me of?
0: Mm, that is such a freaking powerful question. Guys, write that down right now. You're listening to this, write that down. Who does this person remind me of from my past? Yeah. And that is exa- that, that in and of itself, if you could journal on that question and go there with yourself in each moment, I mean, I think that's a really powerful thing that you just said.
1: Yeah, because then, then what happens is we project. That's where projection comes from. So you could also take all the things you're writing, right, that you're asking people to write right now about who this person reminds me of. You know what you could do? You could actually take that, put tape on it, and put it on your forehead, cut out a couple of eyeballs so you can see, and just wear it around because that's who you are and that's how you're showing up in life in the next relationship and oh. the next opportunity. Think about rejection in business. So you've had three businesses and you've failed at all three of them. Mm. Okay. What are you now in your mind? A failure. Mm-hmm. And if you don't admit it and you don't acknowledge it, then you're inauthentic and you're faking. <laughs> so now you're pretending you're not a failure yep. and you're hoping nobody's going to get it. That's the same thing as the guy that pretends or the girl that pretends that she really doesn't care. Oh, I don't really care if he calls me. I don't really care if he, you know, uh, shows interest in me because I'm not really looking for a relationship. I just, you know, I'm just wanting to have fun and focusing on my career. What is she really saying? I don't want to be rejected. Mm. So I'm not going to have a stake in the matter. I'm not going to care. I'm not going to be vulnerable. I'm not going to open myself up so that the same thing that. That happened last time happens again.
0: Oh my gosh, it's so good. <laughs> this is so good. I mean, I hope you guys are seeing this as clear as I am. It's like we we. This is how so many of us freaking operate on a day to day basis, and we're generating the same results over and over and over again. Because yeah, it's like those three business failures. Okay, failures for business. You're then making that me, like we talked about earlier. Yeah. I am. It's an identity now. Yeah. It's my identity. It's I who I am. I'm a failure, so it doesn't matter what else I go out and try to create. I know I'll fail. That's what you're operating from. Actually, I just had this conversation with someone who, who believe, who she would say frequently, "Oh, there's no, there's just no single decent men my age, <laughs> like all the yeah. time. There's just no single decent men. My, no, they're either taken, or you know, or they're too young, or there's just you know, there's just some. It's just not." And I'm like, I literally had to say, stop freaking <laughs> saying that yeah. because I was like, even if the man like your king is sitting right in front of you, you're not going to freaking see him standing there because you, you're wearing that filter, you're wearing that mask. Yeah. And it's like, that's, you're creating that result over and over again.
1: That is her reality. Mm-hmm. That is not the reality. Mm-hmm. See, this goes back to projection. Yep. We say things, think things, feel things see things, and then we say some, that, that this is the way that it is. We say it like it's existing independent of our own thought, interpretation, or, or vision. Yep. And the reality is it's not it, it's me. Mm-hmm. It's not her, it's me. Mm-hmm. It's not him, it's me. It's not the business, it's me. And that's a big pill to swallow mm-hmm. because people don't want to be responsible. Mm-hmm. People want to be victims. And what they don't realize is, they're the ones suffering by being a victim mm-hmm. even if you are a victim like let's say he is a dog or let's say she cheated and 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 you have every right to be hurt whether it's a relationship or a business you have every right to be a victim you have every right to be upset you have every right to have your feelings about it mm-hmm. but at the end of the day if you don't let that go then the past will repeat itself over and over and over again yes. so you're the one hurting yourself, no matter what they did to you. Yes. No matter what happened in the past. Yes. So you can never win in the game of comparing now to the past.
0: Mm-hmm. And I love what you said about, because people take that as an absolute truth, like it's their absolute truth, so that's the reality. So a big powerful interrupt that I do with myself and I do with my clients is, do I 100% know that that's true? Like whatever the <laughs> statement is, I'll just ask, do you 100%, 100% without a doubt, know that that's true yeah. and always the answer is no <laughs> okay cool why are you believe in that then why are you saying that okay like what it's not serving you so then what can you create okay so that's what i want to talk about with you next okay. so when when what what how does someone like what is a tool that someone could do maybe even after they listen to this podcast episode something that they could do to begin that rewire process to even a pattern interrupt something to get them to shift and create the results that they actually want in their lives, stop perpetuating the same feedback loop over and over.
1: Okay, one of the most powerful and simple tools that I believe supports people to have that breakthrough is to make the distinction first between a story and a result. Mm -hmm. So we either have the result we want, it doesn't matter what aspect of your life, personal relationship, business, money, health. You either have the result you want, so in other words, you're empowered, you're fulfilled, you're winning in that area, or you have a story as to why you don't. And the story is an excuse. The story is something you're making up, and you're making up that story to justify not having the result. When you make up a story, the moment you make it up, you lose all power. Mm-hmm. You have no say in the matter. Yep. So the person you were describing, the woman who said there's no quality single men, whatever, that, that are available here, the moment she says that and the moment she believes that, that's all there is. So ultimately, she's right. And so if you can first identify what your stories are, So, so being honest with yourself, this is how we do it. Be honest with yourself. What is the truth about your stories? Mm -hmm. So what are you making up? So I would make a list of what I'm making up and what those stories are. Then what I would do is determine what are the prices I'm paying for making up that story.
0: Yeah. What it's costing me.
1: What's it costing me Mm -hmm. to make up that story Mm -hmm. and how do I feel about that? So be honest about my feelings about that. Be honest about my experience about that through that honesty, through that recognition where all breakthrough and any kind of transformation begins Mm -hmm. through the recognition, the honesty, the telling the truth about something through doing that, then I would flip it. So if I flipped this story and made up the opposite story, what would that look like? What would that take from me? And then what would I create? So take the, the woman you were talking to, talking to the other day. What if she gave up that story and made up a new one? There are now plenty of, an abundance of quality men, attractive men, Men that are worthy of my relationship, men that are available, Mm -hmm. and who do I get to be to connect with them, to attract them, and to have those possibilities. Mm -hmm. So what do I change about my behavior? What do I change about my actions? Mm -hmm. What do I change about where I'm going out in the world to find them? Mm -hmm. You know, if you keep doing the same thing in the same spot the same way, you're gonna have the same result. So you change your attitude, your behavior, and your actions.
0: Yes. So, And that's the key because, so the awareness is the first part, getting brutally honest with yourself. Like just so honest because you care about yourself. Yeah. And then, going into creation, into action, yep. because that's the thing. And so it's, that's the uncomfortable that if you thought the awareness was uncomfortable, <laughs> what's even more uncomfortable is then taking the action on yeah. your new belief. Cause that's going to be freaking uncomfortable for you because that's not where you've been operating. That's not your comfort zone. Yep. You're going to be needing to get out of your comfort zone and feel super freaking uncomfortable for the first few times. It's like the reps. It's like when you want to work on a muscle, like the first few reps are always the hardest yep you know but you're building yep so consistency and being in practice is so important
1: exactly the other thing is is in addition to that is who who are you surrounding yourself with and who are you who are you in relationship with on let's say a friend level or a peer level or a mentor level so are you hanging around with five other single cynical women I mean, think about that. What are you now in? You're in a conspiracy... You're not just right, you have a whole team of, of lawyers. Yeah. So, like like when OJ Simpson had the dream team, you now have the dream team, the greatest lawyers in the world, all representing yourselves to be single for the rest of your life and miserable. And who wants that? I mean, everybody wants to be in a relationship. Everybody wants to be in love. So why would you be hanging around with single, cynical, bitter, disconnected, angry, you know, sad beings? So either shift yourself and shift them or find another team of people to hang around find a different squad Mm -hmm. you know find five people or two people that have created the relationships that they want who live Mm -hmm. in the same environment Mm -hmm. or someone that could see your blind spots because you can't always see yourself in action that's the value of having a coach or Mm -hmm. a trainer like when you work out or or having a mentor in your business Mm -hmm. so
0: yeah it's saying like hey look I don't know it all And when you have a powerful tribe that supports you and is like loves you enough to be honest with you and or you have a trainer or coach who loves you enough to be honest with you, that's supporting you in creating what you want to create. Exactly. And the other side is when you are hanging out with people who are toxic. Yeah. (laughs) That is not supporting you. And that's a tough conversation that you get to have. Again, discomfort. Yeah. You get to go into that and have that tough conversation and make a choice. Exactly. That's actually for your, your vision what you want to create.
1: Yeah, you could break through your friends. You could take a stand with your friends because I believe that everybody at the end of the day, even though they act like they want to be right, because most people act like they want to be right, mm-hmm. it's just a defense mechanism. Mm-hmm. Going back to rejection. Yeah, It's really just a defense mechanism. They're just saying, I'm hurt and I'm mad about it. Mm-hmm. And they need to vent yes and there's nothing wrong with venting you know what we did when we were kids we vented oh yeah you know can you imagine a three-year-old they get hurt and they stuff it <laughs> like oh i got it i got they it I can, I can handle it i can <laughs> handle it don't don't <laughs> touch me don't touch it i don't want to hug are you kidding what three-year-old doesn't want to cry scream yeah. yell and then want to hug yeah, yeah. as soon as you hug the child All of a sudden everything's better
0: yeah yeah (laughs)
1: but they got to get it out (laughs) once they get it out they're they're done they're back on the swing set they're Mm -hmm. back in the game they're back playing soccer even if they just took a ball off the face Mm -hmm. they're back in the game they don't hold on to things
0: yeah because they're not resisting it we talked about that earlier they're not rigging and so that's so what, what michael said earlier and we've kind of alluded to this whole time is you're getting rejected because you're rejecting yourself yep Period, and also just that's a, a perfect point. When we get hurt, what are we doing in that moment? We're actually rejecting ourselves. So that's why we don't allow ourselves to cry. That's why we don't ourselves allow ourselves to purge and and feel to heal. Yeah. Because we don't we reject that we're even feeling that way. Yeah. So how in the hell are we going to heal it if we're rejecting it? Yeah. So. I love it. This is this is so powerful, and I really hope those of you listening are taking notes on this, and you take yourself through that process that uh, Michael asked you to journal about, because that right there, and getting yourself in action, having maybe a friend that can hold you accountable, maybe you guys can do this together and hold each other accountable for being in action, and um, and also I want to shift gears yeah. a little bit. It's actually mm-hmm. all related. It all ties together. Your book that you just—it's—it's it's not out yet, right?
1: It's- no, no, it's out. Oh, it's out. It's out.
0: Okay, okay, you guys. So Michael just released a book and it's uh, The Mastery of Leadership.
1: Mastering Leadership. Mastering Mm -hmm.
0: Leadership. And so leadership, can you just quickly, because here's the thing. A lot of people will, when they hear the the term leader and leadership, they'll kind of, they don't, this is what I've experienced with my clients and other people's like, they will reject that idea, especially if they don't have that confidence. Oh, I'm not a leader. So this isn't for me. You know what I'm saying? So can you define what a leader is to you?
1: Well, a leader could be many things. A leader could be a father, a leader could be a mother, a leader could be a school teacher, leader could be a, a doctor a leader could be a congressperson a president uh, someone who holds an office a leader could be an army general a leader could be the quarterback of a football team the leader a leader could be a a shift supervisor in a restaurant I mean leadership is lots of different things but ultimately a leader is someone who who impacts the future and creates the future and interrupts either attitudes or circumstances from stopping them and getting in the way of creating what they want in their life. So a leader is someone who declares a vision, someone who is committed to the vision, and someone who will redesign themselves and reinvent themselves in order to create the vision and make it happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, what is a business leader what, yeah. uh, or an entrepreneur, yeah. a better word? An entrepreneur is someone who is a leader that mm-hmm. is creating something or declaring something and that gets to be whoever they need to be and, and make people. it happen mm-hmm. and influence people to buy mm-hmm. their product or buy their service or play with them in their game.
0: And let's just take it back to the, the the beginning of this. A leader is the man that does go and ask for that girl's number.
1: Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. That, that's also that's, 100%. A, that's leadership. That's percent yes. That's a leadership type of action.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's a
1: risk. A leader is someone who takes a risk. A leader is someone who is passionate about what matters to them and pushes through their fears. A leader is someone who has uh, thoughts of rejection, history of rejection, and then says, thank you for sharing, and they do it anyway. They go for it anyway. They don't let it stop them. So they're not driven by the past. They're Mm -hmm. driven by the big open window of the future. So they let go of the rear view. Mm -hmm. They're focused forward. Mm -hmm. They're focused on creating. Mm -hmm. They're focused on impacting.
0: Mm -hmm. And guys, this is so for those of you listening, just know like this is everything that this is everything you want to be. So you want to be that person that takes that action, even in the face of all these, you know, all of these could, it could go this way, could go that way. You're so focused on your vision and what you want to create that you go for it anyway. Yeah. That's I know. That's what you want yeah. you're listening. I know that's what you want to be. Michael's book has 12 distinctions, mm-hmm. correct? Of leadership, of being that person, of mm-hmm. being a leader. So could you talk a little bit about, I mean, not just like the, the, premise of the book and what also what inspired you to write it?
1: Well, let me, let me talk about the inspiration first. So for 30 plus years, this is the work I do. Mm -hmm. I'm a leadership coach. I'm a leadership trainer and I do it for people on a personal level like I did with you. And I do it for people on a professional level. I coach companies and corporations and executives and entrepreneurs. And what I coach people about is, is the distinctions of leadership that I wrote about in the book and think about every, every leader or every person that causes or creates something in the world that is powerful or abundant or beautiful or resonates or makes a difference in people's lives, they've got values. They've got distinctions that they operate from. In other words, they're not just winging it. They're not just making it up. So like it could be Gandhi. It could be uh, Steve Jobs. It could be um, Bill Gates. It could be Oprah Winfrey. So there are All different kinds of quote unquote leaders, Mm -hmm. and they have a set of values that they operate from that they filter the decisions they're making through. They don't just make it up like one day I'm in integrity, and the next day it's okay, forget integrity. Mm -hmm. I'm just gonna blow off my integrity.
0: These are their 100% truths.
1: Yes, 100% truths. Yes. (laughs) And so they're non negotiable. Yep. They're non negotiable, and they don't sell out. So as a leader, i operate from my 12 distinctions of leadership and i don't compromise them so when i'm making a choice or i'm making a declaration uh for myself of what i'm committed to creating whether it's being in a relationship with my wife i mean we were we began the conversation even today about our anniversary coming up this week Aww. so we've got our anniversary so we're in conversation about how we're going to celebrate our anniversary and how we're going to make it special and when we're creating it and as we're creating it, I'm gonna filter it, she's gonna filter it through our values, not just what's convenient, circumstantial, uh, automatic pilot, like, oh, let's just do what we always do. Yep.
0: It gets, so, you, it gets you on purpose. On purpose. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love that. And so mm-hmm. many people, and I know, like, so many people when they come to me, they want that. They want that clarity and purpose. Well, to have clarity and be on purpose, you must have distinctions, values that you operate from. Yep. And if you want to be a leader, in Michael's book, he's outlined these 12 distinctions that he teaches all over the world with this guy that he operates from and that he teaches like, I, I mean, you've freaking, I don't know, 100,000, you said in the beginning, 100,000 plus people. Over Over 100,000, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, this is what, and this is what I i live by your distinctions now. And it's transformed my life.
1: So, well, I mean, I mean, can I talk about that for a moment? Okay. Well, I mean, <laughs> you, you you're the same person you are when I met you. The difference is you're not holding back. Yes. You had it in you. Mm-hmm. It's not like I gave you something. I mean, maybe some distinctions to focus on, but you had it in you yeah. and we all have it in us. And like the people that you're saying that maybe don't want to be a leader or resist leadership, it's the same thing. You're rejecting They're rejecting, reject- yourself, they're rejecting themselves. <laughs> what are they saying? They're, <laughs> they're saying, I don't want to be abundant. I don't want to be extraordinary yeah. or I, I don't want to expose myself to potential Rejection, Rejection, pain, hurt, uh, criticism. It's easier to be a puppet and let myself be controlled by the past or be a puppet and let other people control and determine how my life is going to be. But you want to know something? That's not a purpose driven life. Mm -mm. That's not a life worth living. One of the things that I coach in my work and in my book is how to create a life worth living. That's what we're talking about here. (laughs) We're not talking about a life of survival and a life of mediocrity. And a life of you know insecurity and a life of scarcity. We're talking about a life that that jazzes you and juices you and gets you to jump out of bed in the morning where you can't wait to create. Think of it like Christmas Day. You know, how do kids wake up on Christmas morning? Are they grumpy and, and like, oh God, don't make me go open up another present? You know, please don't give me another toy. Can you imagine a kid like that? They wake up and they're up at like 5. Yeah, they can't even sleep the night before. They can't sleep the night before. They go to bed at like 2. They're up at 5. Parents are ragged. Who's ragged? The parents. (laughs) But not the kids. Kids are at 5 a.m. Out of their minds, excited, tearing into the presents. Mm -hmm. Remember how tearing into the presents? There was no sit down and let's go through the presents one at a time. You know, let's take our time with this and really enjoy the moment. No, no. It's a kid in a candy store. There's a hundred candies. And how many do you want? All of them. Absolutely. How many can I have? How many can I eat? And how fast can I eat it? (laughs) But that's possible in life.
0: Yeah. That's operating from a space of pure possibility. Yes. Yes. And And who
1: doesn't want that? You don't want that in your relationship. (laughs) What do you want to be in a relationship where you come home and, and you walk into the house and he goes, Hey, what's up? (laughs) What's up? Let me, te- right. let me text you what I really think. Is that what you want? Yeah,
0: Who like, wants that? Mm-hmm. Exactly. I love it. I love it. And you know what's so funny is, as you're, <laughs> as you're saying, so when Michael speaks, it's like funny this whole time. I, I have stuff that you've said. It's like, it circles in my head. So sometimes, like, you'll say something just now and I'm like mouthing my words with you. Oh, That's
1: great. Because you know what I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah, cause you've heard you me say, say it. Yes. Yeah, yeah.
0: Because, no, seriously. And to this day, it will circulate in my brain and it helps me because it's like now when I get in c- certain situations, I remember what you said and it's such a good, like it's a pattern interrupt for me, you know? Yeah. So anyway, it's a refresher. Here we are. <laughs> <laughs> no, perfect. Well, thank you so, so much for coming on the show, Michael. And I'm so happy that my audience got to meet you. And cause truly you guys, this man is incredible. Just, I, there are no words that could even put my gratitude for you. Like it's it's beyond words. So thank you for the stand you are, that the stand you were for me, the stand you are for so many people in this world. And thank you for sharing your heart with us today.
1: Thank you, Ashley. I, I really appreciate the opportunity to be with you and to connect with you and to see you in your element and what you're creating in your vision too. And I look forward to doing it again.
0: Awesome. Oh, wait, and before we go, yeah. they can get your book on Amazon. Yep. It's the best place.
1: Yep, Amazon. For sure. So it's it's Mastering Leadership by Michael Strasner. And I have another book too called Living on the Skinny Branches. Oh, both yes, were Amazon one. bestsellers and mm-hmm. you could find them both on Amazon.
0: And I'll put the links in the show notes for you guys so you guys know where to go. And also Michael's website and all the things. So you can connect with him on Instagram and all the things. Exactly. Awesome. Thank you so much, Thank Michael. You, you are amazing.
1: Thank you. You too.
0: Thanks so much for tuning in to The Ashley Hand Show. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with someone else who you also think will enjoy it. And remember to subscribe so you don't miss out on all the future juicy goodness. Also, if you would leave me a rating or review, I so, so appreciate that. It's how I know I'm providing you with value and it inspires me to keep going and giving you guys this awesome free content. Oh, and if you have an Instagram, come hang out with me over there. If you screenshot this episode and tag me at Ashley.Hand. I see and read all of those and I love sharing your story post to my story as well. Make it a powerful day and I'll see you on the next episode.